Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's not so much, you know, what do you need me to do to prove? I don't have to prove anything, and you don't have to prove anything. And that's been the lesson that's kind of been coming up for me now is to practice unconditional love, which is always the goal. Then you have to accept people as they are or let them go. Thanks for joining us on The Road to Somewhere, where we talk about exploration, adventure, major life change, and transformation. It's about not necessarily knowing where we're going, but having faith that the journey will be worthwhile. I'm Lisa Oz. And I am Jill Herzig. And I think we it's fair to say that in this podcast, we definitely don't know where we're going because <laughs> neither one of us has had vast experience with dating. <laughs> oh, this is true. Yes, today's theme is dating and we're old ladies who know nothing old about ladies. it pretty much. <laughs> my God, been with my husband so long. Since so you were in middle school or something? Long. No, we knew each other since we were six, but we waited until we were sophomores in college. And let's just say that I did not have a massive amount of experience between those two times. <laughs> yeah, so thankfully, our guest today will be able to help us navigate that treacherous territory. She's the founder of the Problem with Dating, which is a multimedia platform, and the author of Let That Shit Go, A Journey to Forgiveness, Healing, and Understanding Love. Bruna Nessif is with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. And I got to say, don't feel bad for not knowing anything about dating because it's 
it's not necessarily an experience you want to have for very long. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think part of the problem is we're just so old, too. I mean, I dated in high school, and and it's just so long ago. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, even if we had dated for a really long time back when we were dating— it, the universe has completely changed. There is There was no swiping. There were no cell right. phones then. So, yeah. <laughs> Your book is called Let That Shit Go. Can we talk about that shit? And what exactly do you mean by that? Oh, my gosh. So much shit. Um, <laughs> Let That Shit Go is centered around basically letting go of limiting beliefs and blocks that I was having with myself that were bleeding into my relationships. And so initially when it came to dating and even when creating the problem with dating, which first came up seven years ago, I was in a completely different headspace. And so it was very easy for me to vent and talk about, oh, all these people are doing A, B, C, and D. But at some point I had to come to terms with the fact of, oh, wow, I'm experiencing the same thing with different people. So maybe I'm the common denominator and maybe this is something I need to work on with myself. Yeah, it's funny that you talk, you say in your book that you're both the villain and the hero of the story. Right, because I think we're so quick to point the finger because it's comfortable and and it makes the quote problem, which it's not a problem, it's a learning opportunity, but it makes it distant from us. So it makes it easier to kind of tuck away. And for me, I knew early on, I want to be the best person I can possibly be. And if that means that I have to look at my own shit, then I'm going to do that. And it just so happened that throughout that process, I started writing a book. And the title was actually a very last minute impulsive decision. (laughs) And it was one of those things where I kept, you know, rereading it to edit. And I was like, I just, I don't like this title that I'm working with. Because originally I wanted to call it Dear You. And the the idea behind that was after every chapter, which illustrates a different relationship with very a different man to illustrate how I learned love and practiced love and all of that, I wanted to write a letter to each person and kind of close it out. But then I was like, you're still making it about them. So then I was like, okay, let's let's scrap that and start over. And I realized in every chapter, I was letting something go. And not just the person, but the idea or the belief or the pattern that I kept doing. And so I always say, let that shit go, because that is something I need to learn. And so it just, it came about in that way. Tell us some of the things that you let go through the writing of this book. The chapters were, were very, I was carried along with it, but I think it's so great to share. Oh, thank you. It's funny because there's a lot of overlap with the things I needed to let go if you get down to the root, but there was a lot of, you know, codependency. There was a lot of um, that expectation that, oh, when I meet the right guy, he'll save me and I'll be all all better and great, Um, which is, that goes back to the hero villain part. You know, I was waiting for my knight in shining armor to come stroll in and and then life would be beautiful because we'd be in love and everything would be easy. And then I quickly realized like, oh, no, he, whoever he is, is not going to be able to save me. That's my job. I let go of limiting beliefs with dating. I let go of uh, trauma that stemmed from my relationship with my father. Because as you go through the book, you know, I'm talking about different guys I've dated or had situationships with or whatever that was. 
And ultimately, it kind of, you know, from the bare bones of psychology that I did study when that was my initial major, I was like, let me look at my relationship with my dad real quick. And everything just started to kind of unravel. And so I had to deal with that relationship and how that played out and have very tough conversations with my dad. That's probably the most vulnerable chapter of the book because it's so close to my heart and and obviously my life. But that was kind of like if you picture a, a sweater or blanket with a little piece of thread sticking out and you pull that thread and everything unravels after that, that was my dad. So once I started to really dive deep into that relationship, I started to see the patterns that I was creating because of what I wanted to fix within that relationship through these other men. When when you did unpack the relationship with your dad, did the relationships with men shift? Was it perceptible? Yeah. And I mean, this work is ongoing, so it's still happening. Um, with my dad, it was tough because I I realized... At that time, I was seeking praise from other men because I wasn't getting the praise I wanted from my father, or I was seeking the protection or the consistency or things that my father just couldn't give me at that time. And what that led to was a lot of uncomfortable conversations with my dad. So in a way, kind of clearing that out and realizing like, oh, I grew up thinking that this is love. I grew up thinking that being distant or having to prove myself or having to do all these different hurdles to prove I was worthy of love is the type of relationship you have with a man. And then at some point I was like, but I'm exhausted. Like, how do I just, can I just be me and find someone who accepts me for who I am? And the answer is, of course, yes. But I had to shift that programming in my head. And so it did change. But it's also one of those, you know, subconsciously, I'm so used to just automatically going to, oh, I like this guy. Let me prove that I'm, I'm a catch, you know, let me prove that I'm worth his time. The funny thing with dating is it's exhausting and it's frustrating sometimes, but you, you can't get better if you're not practicing. So for a long time, I was, I was single for nine years. Granted, I had a lot of situationships there, which was also practice, but I had to put myself out there in order to to fix and improve these patterns and kind of catch myself. Because otherwise, when you're single and alone, it's like, well, I only have to deal with myself, and that's comfortable. That's but a, you have to bring someone else into the picture. I really like your reframing, though. I mean, the term situationships is, is A, funny, and B, so true <laughs> of what, you know, I see young women dealing with. Um, yeah. And I think... There, that reframing of, of this as practice, painful. There's some skinning of the knees, like when you fell off your bike, but this is... Absolutely. This is just but something you need to do. It's very rewarding. And that's the thing is, you know, it's... it's I understand if people are like, mm, I don't want to dive into this inner work. I don't want to deal with anything. Let me just push it down, push it back, whatever you want to do. It makes sense. It's exhausting, it takes a lot of um, questioning the reality that you just kind of accepted or the behaviors that you just kind of accepted and didn't question. But when you do kind of get over that hump or even when you start to get a little bit of reassurance, which for me was attracting better quality men or being able to bounce back quicker than I used to, I was like, okay, something's working, like something's happening. 
And even with my dad, we, you know, we're continuing to work on our relationship, but I think it was maybe last week or so we FaceTime because he lives in Lebanon. So we do have distance, but he's actively trying to rebuild this relationship. And our last conversation was by far the best conversation we've ever had my entire life. And I saw a completely new side to him. And I was like, wow, this is the dad that I always wanted. And I didn't know that I would get him. And that alone to me was like, people can change if they really want to, but they have to do that on their own. And for me, it was like, I realized I was kind of holding on to this narrative and I was kind of holding him into this character in my story to be like, oh, my dad was emotionally distant and da 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 and that's why I'm this way and, and everything. And at some point, I had to let that shit go. And I was like, wow, I'm really, I'm forcing him to be this man that I, I knew for so long, but he's actively trying to change that and become the man I need. So let me free him from that and see him for who he is right now. And maybe that will also help in our healing with each other and also with the way I approach relationships with other men. We'll be right back. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
So before the break, we had delved into your relationship with your dad and how that it really influenced your approach to dating. But I want to circle back onto the the dating itself, um, especially today. And I think I would I you look so young. I think you're millennial. I would hazard a guess that you're a millennial. Do you think the issues around dating are are unique today? Are they are they different than they've ever been? And and how, what do you see as the challenges to dating as a millennial? Um, I definitely think it's unique. Uh, I think our generation is experiencing new hurdles at dating. I don't think dating was ever necessarily easy, but it's funny because there are certain aspects to dating now that can either help or hurt you. And sometimes there's an overlap. The obvious one being, you know, with the digital boom and the dating apps, we now have so much more range and we have so much more access to people that we may never have come across otherwise. So before it was more so like, okay, well, my dating pool is limited to who is around, right? So you're going out and, oh, there's a cute guy at the bar. Like maybe he'll talk to me, whatever, or your neighbor or school or whatever that may be. And that or was somebody, your someone pool. you know is going to introduce you to. Right. Which used to be right. a thing that people did. <laughs> right. Now it's like, ooh, we have 20,000 dating apps. Let's get on all of them and see who sparks interest. And in a way, it's like, I get it. And that, as someone who personally is not, at least not anymore, the biggest fan of going out all the time, it's, it's convenient. Let me just swipe on my couch while I binge watch a show and see if anyone seems intriguing. But the issue with that is it loses the humanity side of, of things. And so what you do end up doing is kind of just having these pseudo interviews through text, the same one over and over and over again. And you lose that connection of, oh, this is, this is another human being I'm talking to. Because when you're going through everything on your phone, even with social media or whatever it may be, you know it's another person but you still almost treat it as if it's just a character or a game because it's an avatar. You're not having that face-to-face connection. Now, a lot of people are quick to talk badly about dating apps for that reason. You know, oh, if you have so many options, you can't make a decision. No one invests in anyone anymore because you're afraid you're going to miss out on someone better. So there's always that, that in the back of your mind of, Mm, well, they're cool, but there's this one thing that's kind of like, meh, let me just go back on the app and see if someone's better. So there is like, it seems like a, a less, less of an inclination to invest in one person and really cultivate that relationship and, and take the time to let it grow. But at the same time, and this is me, I always argue both sides to everything. So it's okay. at the same time, it's a complicated topic. <laughs> It is, but I'm also like, let me try to see this from a different perspective to try and gain some clarity. And dating apps from a business perspective make sense. You know, there's a lot of singles and and now there's a lot of, you know, with social media, it just makes sense. But the to blame dating apps, I don't know anymore because at the end of the day, it's just technology. It's a facilitator for human connection, but it's the person and how they use it. So in a way, I'm almost like, well, this is actually just a platform that is giving more people an opportunity to show their character. So if I don't like the way this guy is 
talking to me or a lot of the way these guys are approaching dating, am I really going to get mad at the app or am I just seeing a side of them quicker Mm. that I would have not seen before? So what else, what are the sort of, what are the habits, the dating habits or the approaches or the mindset that you get yourself in and that you now sort of counsel other women to get themselves in? Um, and men too. I mean, how should they be used? What, what is the best use for, for what are best practices to keep the humanity element yeah. part of it? I think one of the biggest things, and, and this might span beyond just the dating ass, but know what you want out of it and be upfront about that. I think with women especially, we're so quick to be called clingy or needy that we try to play it cool. And it's like, oh, no, it's fine. We can just see where this goes when you're like, no, I'm looking for a relationship. And so you often, that's where the situationships come in because you are afraid to ask for what you want and need out of fear of being seen as too needy or clingy. When in reality, it's when you put out what you want, you'll get what you want. But if you are afraid to ask for what you want, you're going to be stuck in this in this midpoint. And that goes for the opposite too. If all you want is a casual hookup, make that known. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh no, that's going to seem some type of way. And it's like to the wrong people. Yeah. To those who don't want the same thing as you. Yeah. But you don't want to mess with them anyway. So there are other people who want the same things as you. So my advice is always be upfront about what you want. So is that what you're putting out into the dating app universe right now? Like, I really want a relationship or where are you at? I am, I am not on any dating apps. (laughs) I have come to, (laughs) I have come to the point where I'm like, I want to just organically meet someone like before, you know, oh my gosh, you're at the same place at the same time. And there's a common interest already because you're at the same place at the same time and you just speak to each other. When I was on the dating apps, I definitely was not upfront about what I wanted out of fear of being judged. So that's why I kept ending up with guys who either never initiated a meetup, but just wanted someone to talk to all the time, or guys who were very quick to be like, oh, hey, let's grab drinks tonight. And for me, and I mentioned this in the book, because there were a couple guys in the book who were from dating app connections. I'm very like, I watch too much Law and Order. Like I watch too much. Like I, I had to cut down on Law and Order and Lifetime because I was just like, oh, this is, you want to grab drinks tonight? I don't even know you. Like you could be a killer. I'm so, going to end up on a slab at the end of the night. <laughs> right. And that's, but that's a valid concern. I mean, safety is a big issue now. And so you don't necessarily know the person. So for me, it was very much either one side or the other, guys that didn't even want to initiate a real date or guys who were so quick that it was like, "Mm, like, what are you actually after? Or guys that would literally just message you off top with, hey, do you want to have sex tonight? And I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) no, thank you, but you have a nice Reading your book, it didn't seem like it it mattered where you met them, um, whether it was on an app or through a friend. There seemed to be sort of a common thread with all of them, regardless of where they came from, your approach seemed like they needed fixing. And it seems like mm-hmm. you were looking, whether it was digitally or in at home, you were looking for guys who needed fixing. Would that be an accurate assessment of, of your profile? 
That would be a very accurate assessment. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. So, uh, so how is that? How has the way that you look at yourself changed the type of man you're looking for? So I've definitely played the fixer role for a very long time. And I'd be lying if I said that wasn't still alive in me still. It's something that is very hard to let go of, not just because of the dating, but just because of the work I do, the lines get blurred, you know? So I, I write about dating. I talk about love. I, I am a certified life coach. Like I talk about personal development and all of that. And that's great and dandy. I mean, it's my passion, but it leaks into attracting emotionally unavailable men who, for whatever reason, are interested in that type of healing, whether they are conscious of it or not. So what ends up happening is I track these relationships with men who are like, maybe want to be better or just need someone to listen, but then I become their therapist. I don't become their partner. And that's something that I've had to really build some discernment around so that I can be the one to be like, listen, it's beautiful that you feel safe enough to talk to me. And I absolutely want to be a support system for you, but I cannot take that role within our relationship. That has to be someone else that does that. And so that's been the tough part because for me growing up and doing this work, I was like, oh, well, when you love someone, that's what you do. Like you take care of them and you do all these things. I'm like, okay, but who's taking care of me? And so I had to be really strict about that and, and learn that me trying to play the fixer role was actually me doing two things. One was again, proving my worth oh, if I show them that I can do this and they'll want to keep me around. And two was, well, when I focus on what they need fixing on, then I don't have to focus on myself and I don't have to deal with my own fixing. When we come back, I want to talk more about our own fixing and specific advice for everybody out there and in this room <laughs> who could probably use some fixing <laughs> advice. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. So before the break, we just talked about a little bit about specific fixing advice. And you mentioned that you're a life coach. And what I loved about your book was the end of it, where you actually gave people questions to do a little self-reflection so you, they could self-direct where they needed to grow. Can we just walk through some of that advice that you give people out there who are looking to improve their dating level of intimacy? And ready to look inward yeah. a bit. Yeah. So I think the first step is just making that decision, which sounds easier than it actually is because it's making a commitment to yourself. You know, we're so easy to try and make commitments to other people because we seek that external validation when really it's okay, no, I'm going to commit to myself for once and kind of focus on that. And so there's a lot of the last chapter, chapter 10 is all about you and I knew I wanted to make this an interactive experience because you just read my entire story. And I'm I'm hopeful that you related to different themes and messages, but let's not forget why you picked up this book. If you picked up the book, there's something you want to let go of. So these questions are really, you know, what does love even look like? The, The most basic questions that you don't even think about. What does love look like to me? How do I show love? How am I showing love on a consistent basis? How do I receive love? You know, what are the patterns that I'm, I keep seeing? What is something that I keep running into when I'm dating? And these aren't the the specific questions in the back of the book. Um, But it's those types of questions that seem almost too simple to acknowledge that are the most important because love alone, which is my passion, just talking about love, we use it in conversation so much. We use it as inspiration. We talk about it all the time, but we don't talk about how we all grew up to see and practice love differently. And so we get into these relationships assuming, well, he, he knows I love him because I do A, B, C, and D or, or vice versa. It's like, no, but you've never even talked about what love you need and how you show love. And deeper than that, you've not, you haven't even had that conversation with yourself. What do I need? What do I want? We don't ask these questions. We just kind of take whatever comes. So it's really going back to basics and trying to figure out what love looks like for you and how you want to practice that into your relationships, not just romantic, but any relationship for that matter. And when you're coaching people and you're asking them those questions and getting them to focus that way, sometimes I imagine you're going to get answers like, well, I just want somebody who adores me unconditionally and just is, is there for me and, um, you know, knows my needs before I, without my even having to tell him or mm-hmm. her or whatever. 
So what do you do with that? Because that's, I, I think that's something that you really had to work through in a way. Right. And so if someone were to say that, my immediate question would be, why is that important to you? And then you start to see, well, okay, I want someone who anticipates my needs as an example. Why is that important to you? Because I often feel like I anticipate other people's needs and they don't anticipate mine, for an example. Okay, so that alone tells me that you don't feel like your efforts being reciprocated in the relationship. However, you are also assuming that role. No one's asking you to anticipate anyone's needs. You do that on your own. And that's actually one of the things that a lot of codependent relationships have. And I speak from experience. Because <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, if I can anticipate their needs and it shows love and care, and in some cases it does, but when it starts to become a pattern where I'm always doing that and I'm not getting it in return, yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, they didn't ask you to anticipate their needs. You're doing that on your own accord because that's how you grew up to see love. Maybe you had a mother who anticipated your needs. And so you grew up seeing her always doing things without you having to ask. And now you want that because that's what you think love is. Meanwhile, your partner might be like, you know, love languages, for example. To me, that's an act of service. You're anticipating needs. For them, it might be physical touch. So it's just that discord of, okay, so why is that important to you? Where did that show up growing up or where didn't it show up? Because a lot of us also in that realm don't anticipate our own needs or we don't focus on our own needs because we don't think our needs matter as much as the people around us. And that's, that's already a, a discord because you can't give to someone what you're not giving to yourself. Is this a conversation that you would initiate with someone that you're dating? Like, dude, what, what do you need to know? What do I need to show you? to prove that I love you and this is what I need from you. Is that is that a, a dialogue that you have when you start dating someone? I don't know if it's a dialogue right off the bat. I think it's one of those, you know, uh, touch and go subjects. But if it's someone that I, I feel is a, a serious relationship in the making or someone I see myself investing in, then absolutely. But it's not so much, you know, what do you need me to do to prove? I don't have to prove anything. And you don't have to prove anything. And that's been the lesson that's kind of been coming up for me now is to practice unconditional love, which is always the goal. Then you have to accept people as they are or let them go instead of trying to fix or trying to change or trying to do any of that. And so that's when this conversation get, uh, comes in handy because then you can be like, okay, I'm noticing some, you know, misalignment or there's not a lot of, you know, reciprocation. So let's touch base. Let's do, let's do a pulse check. What do you want? What do you need? And that alone sounds simple, but so many people don't take the time to figure that out for themselves that they can't share that with someone else. And that is the first step. If you don't know what you want, if you don't know what you need, how could I possibly give it to you? Because I'm running blind. And the same goes for me. So sometimes it's just, it's definitely a dialogue I think would be helpful because if my partner says, okay, I need space when there's an argument because I need to process. I need time to myself. I need the freedom to do A, B, C, and D, or I need affection when there is conflict. 
I need you to pull me in closer rather than push me away. So these are things that you can be like, okay, should conflict arise? I know that if I don't hear from them for a little bit, they're processing, they're not ignoring me, or I need to be more affectionate for them to show up for them. So I definitely think it's a conversation to have. I don't know that it's a first date conversation, but something that when you feel comfortable with the person, and I think it happens naturally because when you begin to love someone, you want to show up the best way you can for them. So I love that your book doesn't finger point and doesn't blame. It's not just a giant vent about how awful men are these days. And oh my God, it's so hard to find a decent expletive deleted boyfriend. Why can't anybody just show up the way I want them to? Um, Because I I hear a lot of that. But Mm -hmm. I wonder if, I mean, what do we need from men? (laughs) Like, you know, what do we need from them? It, it, it does feel as though um, at the Bryn Mawr, we used to joke a sperm bank in Nebraska. <laughs> 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 Sorry, <laughs> well, you know, a lot of women For are some. getting along, getting along just fine with with that being the only contribu- contribution. I guess I'm just wondering, like, it does feel like the landscape of dating has changed so much, and it mm-hmm. does feel to me like as much personal work as you do. Yes. There yeah. are, you are still going to meet some guys who <laughs> are just super annoying and like won't, <laughs> like won't do the intimacy part of it, won't tell you what right. they need, really just kind of want to be sort of friends with benefits until they don't really want to text you back anymore at all. Like, I don't know. I'm, now right. I'm venting about boyfriends I don't even have, but I just, I hear a lot it's of a this. It's space. Okay. Vent thank away. <laughs> thank you. A public I'm podcast. doing this for a friend, Super okay? <laughs> no, I think everything you said is extremely valid and accurate. And it's definitely, it's hard to say because everyone has their own idea of what that answer is. But for me personally, what I've noticed um, in an attempt to be general I really feel for the guys and I know that my work, the assumption is that, oh, she probably just talks shit about guys all day and vents and is like one of those bitter betties that is single forever because she hates men or whatever. And I'm like, okay, if that's the assumption that makes you comfortable, you run with that and go with it. But if you actually take the time to read my work and get to know me and and what, what I do, you'll know that's not the case at all. Because, and, you know, obviously I'm speaking in heterosexual relationships. Men are very much a part of this conversation. So why would I want to shut them out? The difference is, as women, we grew up feeling very okay to be emotional, feeling very okay to have these intimate conversations, feeling not only okay, but, you know, pushed to be intimate and romantic and nurturing and all these things. Men did not have that same luxury, And I feel like that's one of the biggest shifts that we're really seeing right now is this, you know, promoting men to do the work, to do the, to take care of their mental health, to go to therapy, to, you know, really start to unpack the conditioning that they were given. And that's been probably one of the tougher things to deal with dating wise now, because we're in an age where so many people are opening up to the idea of self-work and personal development that when you do it for yourself, you don't want to be with someone who's not on the same level. It's draining and it's a lot. And then you fall into the fixer role and you're like, oh, 
I just did all this for myself. I can't do it for you too. And you can't do it regardless because that's their work to do. And so it's just a matter of finding someone who, whether they're not on the same part of their journey as you is fine, but at least they're curious and they're open. And they're like, okay, this is new. This might've been taboo in their family or their upbringing, you know, men and emotion and intimacy. And, oh my gosh, what is this? I don't want to do any of this. But if that is going to make you a better person, regardless of this relationship, just you for yourself, why not do it, you know? And so for someone like me who is very much into this world, my partner, I need my partner to be very committed to themselves and to understand, okay, these are the areas of my life that I've kind of just held on to that are not helping me. What am I going to do to fix that? And there's no one route to do that. It's whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever works for you. But it's the fact of showing up every day for yourself and doing that. And I think now that more men are kind of tiptoeing into that, the dating scene hopefully will be better for it because you're having two conscious individuals coming together and creating a union that benefits both of them as a unit, but also individually. And that's always the goal. Well, it's great advice. That's what we're striving to do here on the road to somewhere. (laughs) Remain curious and open. And I think it's awesome advice for anyone. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. This was a great conversation. And you can find Bruna's book everywhere. It's called Let That Shit Go, A Journey to Forgiveness, Healing, and Understanding Love. And also connect with her on Instagram at Bruna with lots of A's at the end mm-hmm. or at Prob with Dating. And on Twitter, she's at Bruna Nessa. The Road to Somewhere is recorded in New York City. Make sure you share, subscribe, rate, and review us. And let us hear from you. Where are you on your journey? Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod to Somewhere. Email us at Road to Somewhere at iHeartMedia.com. Special thanks to our producer, Alicia Haywood. Thanks for joining us on the Road to Somewhere, available on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.